0: I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and oh my god, you are pure evil.
1: (laughs) I'm Avsonensky, and I only want to be with you...
0: Uh, Let me just grab my microphone and tell you, I had sex today. Did you? No, I actually did not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me neither. Way way too early in the day for me to have had sex.
0: Yeah. Um, Anyways, welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friend's podcast between Pretty Good Friends, the last Pretty Good Friends, uh, at least uh, for the next few months. We are here today to discuss Season 2, Episode 5, the one with five steaks and an eggplant, which originally aired on October 19th, 1995. And in the new year, we will be a new podcast, an, an old podcast. a return to the the old podcast, a new return. We will be pretty pretty, pretty much pretty the same good. as
1: the old podcast.
0: Yeah, just a slightly slightly different topic, but pretty be, pretty
1: uh, pretty much the same as the old podcast.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but uh, how are you doing as the year comes to a close?
1: I'm doing good. Um, winding down the old year, heading into the new year. Um, slow slow ends of the year at work, uh, which I like. I like taking the foot off the pedal a little bit as we, you know, ring in the new year. Hmm. Um, and that makes, you know, I'm excited to turn the page uh, or at least push the pause button on friends for a little bit and jump back into Curb starting next week. Um, we have some ideas of things we want to do to like, kind of like wet our appetites, get back into the Curb state of mind. Um, so I'm excited to, uh, you know, dip our toe back in the water starting next week. And, um, you know, we're still, uh, very open and interested in hearing ideas from fans and listeners. If there's anything you want us to, to do, I mean, I think we, you know, we have some thoughts like, you know, kind of like revisiting favorite characters, favorite episodes, uh, nothing earth shattering there, but if there's, uh, as I said, any, anything that people think would be a good way to, uh, get us all back into curb state, um, we're We're down. We're open to it. Um, if somebody wants to make a trivia game for us, we will play it.. Mm. Um anything like that yeah
0: yeah i've been watching uh curb highlights again for the last week and uh, that show is uh, pretty 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 good so yeah
1: no it's it's uh it's the best um yeah i'm very i'm very excited for the final season um whatever it is i'm sure we're gonna love every second of it even if the episode itself are are not necessarily always the best um yeah although i think the last couple seasons were, were very strong returns to form after like you know Really only like season nine probably was the one that we like we felt was, you know, a step down. Because um, season seven was still very strong, right? Season seven is the one where they go to New York, right?
0: No, season seven is Seinfeld reunion, isn't it? Oh,
1: season Seinfeld. Okay, so season, season four eight. is
0: New York. Season four is New York. Yeah. When he's doing the producers. Oh, oh well, he was no. in New York twice. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With like yeah, the whole yeah, with the Bill Buckner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: So I think that's season. Okay. So that's season eight. So that was a good season. Yeah. And then so season nine, I think is the only real, you know, down season Um, overall. The um, season 10 with the with the latte Larry's was great. Season 11, I thought was a ton of fun. So, you know, I'm hopeful, but uh, you know, we've, we've certainly seen curb, you know, sometimes it's not, you know, the later seasons is not as sharp as it was, uh, you know, in its, in its glory days, but it's still curb. I'll take any curb. Um, and uh, you know, I, I assume they're going to go out with a bang. So I, I very much look forward to it. We're very excited for it. Um, we got a month to go, and we hope to fill the months with all sorts of fun curb stuff, and uh, hope that everyone enjoys it.
0: Yeah. I, as we're talking, I was just going through looking at my cumulative rankings for the seasons, and season nine, which you just mentioned, uh, my my average ranking was a two point four five. Which is which is a little lower, but but you know not not terrible. I don't um, so I don't have any season that's um, uh, lower than a two and a half. I don't have any season that's higher than a I think a three point eight was my highest for se- so uh, all the seasons were pretty solid. Uh, I will say what, one uh, strange thing: our good friend Jonas the roofer, who of course came on our podcast, was super friendly and complimentary. Um, you know, uh, sent us uh, holiday gifts afterwards. I was trying to find the clip of him crashing through the ceiling, and yeah. you can and you can find pretty easily the clip the first time that he. Um, the first his first appearance on the episode when he shows up at the door and he's creaking around on the ceiling but right. the crashing through crashing through the ceiling sort of the, the big finale of that episode could not find anywhere on the internet except for Brad uh, the actor who plays Jonas his own Facebook page okay so I was, I was a little surprised that sort of um, that moment um, from season 11 as an example did not really have a bigger uh, uh, you know impact on the internet anyways interesting because uh, because I, I mean i remember saying to to brad when he was on the podcast like the scene of him crashing through the ceiling you would feel like he's an iconic curb with it. would be in all like sort of the highlight recap videos but um yeah so hopefully we'll have more of those in season 12 but yeah so i'm definitely looking excited i'm looking forward i'm excited but i'm also excited to talk about five stakes and an eggplant we've been handing them out every episode of this podcast for the last several months so why don't we uh, jump into it here yes let's jump in right after pearl jam so I, i'm going to say that that uh, tonight we're going we the show's gonna be about friends. I actually don't know what I'm talking about exactly.
1: We start out um, here in Joey and Chandler's place, and they are watching
0: Spanish midgets wrestle. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think the preferred term is, is little person. But uh, Chandler definitely goes with the uh, the M word there. So
1: yeah, um, well, the preferred
0: term back then was midget. So yeah, now I will I will point out a little fun fact here. Um, this episode opens, of course, with our, our little people wrestling here. The guest star Brittany Powell, who plays Jade. Yeah. D- do you know where I'm going with this? No. Oh, she was not a little person, obviously, but it, her real-life partner um, for 11 years until his death was Vern Troyer for the very famous little person from um, uh, from Austin Powers and other films. Oh, Mini-Me? So, yes, exactly. So she she was married in real life to Mini-Me, or, or I think she, just partners.
1: Wow, so that makes Chandler's performance in this episode even worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, although, um, again, they got together in 2007, so I don't know if uh, 12 years earlier if she had uh, – maybe she was always you know dating little people. I right. really don't know.
1: Or yeah. maybe he's not mini it accounts.
0: Who Vern Troy? We're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll ask Brittany if she comes on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, how was your husband? Uh, your
1: deceased husband's
0: penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: All right. Next question.
0: Yeah. Uh, I w- I was watching the show, um, uh, which um, which are my other podcast co-host Akiva recommended to me, on beef? Apple TV. Um, I what? No, I Well, I also watched beef. No, but I, I, I but I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was watching Shrinking, and apparently oh. – uh, did you watch Shrinking?
1: Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: Oh, well, because there's talk of uh, deceased spouses talking about penises. So, Got it. I don't remember that yeah. detail. Yeah. Uh, the Jessica Williams character tells uh, the Jason Segel character that she and uh, Jason Segel's wa- uh, d- deceased wife talked about everything, including uh, their husband's penises together. Got it. And then Jason Segel says, you know about my penis? And then she says, yes, and she describes it, and it's all its inadequacies.
1: So.
0: <laughs> How's your penis Got doing out?
1: My penis is fine. It's, yeah. I think it's just a regular penis. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't – yeah, I don't – people are, like, I think way too um, insecure about the penis. I think everyone has penises the same. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a range, like, all of yeah, yeah, I mean, no, there are people who have, like, actual, like, you know, probably Yeah, 95% issues. of the
0: people are probably doing okay with it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think everyone – I think the vast majority of people have the same exact penis.
0: Uh, all right anyway that's, that's that's that's, 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 that's shall we thoughts. stop talking about penises <laughs> shall we i don't know
1: uh,
0: let's talk about hitler instead yeah all right hitler's penis how, how is it yeah you, uh, <laughs> probably
1: not very good that probably is, explains a lot
0: yeah but, it leads uh, to some of the insecurity yeah yeah i yeah.
1: know if you had a if you had a good penis i don't you know world yeah, would have been very good different.
0: good penis people uh rarely become genocidal dictators yeah yeah i think yeah. although i have no basis of evidence this is just a theory no, because they're fine. They're fine. Like they just yeah. get, they just carry around
1: with their lives.
0: They yeah. just they can just yeah.
1: be. They don't need to, mm. you know, murder yeah. entire civilizations.
0: Yeah, Donald Trump's uh, penis must be a real piece of work. Exactly. No, for yeah. sure. No yeah, question. that's what um that's what Mark, I watched your name Stormy Daniels Mar- Mar- said. Well, and Marco Rubio. Yes. Also. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were onto something. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. So um, all all Ross can think about is Julie. The the, the Spanish wrestlers are making him miss Julie. Um. Then the phone rings and Chandler, you know, he's not, Chandler's not answering the phone because he explains to Ross that he's been, he's decided to start screening his calls. So that way the people calling him aren't left with the impression that he has no life because if he's always home to answer the phone, that means he must have nothing better going on.
0: Yeah. Now, Um, obviously not answering your phone when when somebody calls you and letting it go to voicemail. I mean, Chandler's ahead of his time in that regard.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I guess that's, that's more of a modern uh, technique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really agree with his logic here, because like it's just annoying for the other person. Like now you're gonna, now they miss you, and like you know, like they're not they're not going to think, oh, you're a loser because you're home.
0: Yeah, well, Seinfeld says you have these relationships on life support, just going uh, answering machine to answering machine, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what yeah. he's happening here. But uh, you know, it it does uh, work out okay for him in this situation. Um, the, the the call goes to voicemail or answering machine, not really voicemail, and we get a message from a woman named Jade. It's a very schemy message that she's leaving for a fellow named Bob, who presumably used to either live here or have this number, however that used to work. And she explains that, like, you know, I know it's Jade. We haven't uh, we haven't spoken in a few years, um, but I've been really thinking about you. And, you know, I was even nervous to make this call. So I got a little drunk and a little naked. Hmm. And it's at that moment, that Chandler picks up the phone and says, Bob here. (laughs) Yes. And uh, so our episode plot is born. And we find out that not only is she a woman, but she's a model.
0: Mm, of course. Um,
1: and Chandler decides to set up a date with her for the next day, p- planning to pose as Bob. And Ross is like, okay, great job on the phone, but what's your plan for tomorrow? She's going to expect the person that shows up to be Bob, not you. She knows what Bob looks like because of all the sex they had. Um, and what Chandler explains is he has this whole master plan. That when they get there and Bob doesn't show up, because obviously he's not going to show up because he doesn't even know about this, then Chandler will be there to pick up the pieces and swoop in and comfort her and make her feel better. And Ross is like, wow, that's actually really smart. You're you're an evil genius. And Chandler's like, well, I've tried the whole horny and alone thing for some time and uh, I'm going to give this a whirl. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think of this plan?
0: i mean the idea of pretending to be bob i mean this is the same issue i've always wondered in general about about people who like catfish or like post fake pictures on like um dating apps like it works until the point that you meet in person and then it stops working and i've never understood the theory there i I guess the theory is, well at this point they're already you know they're already out with me and so they might as well just and and i guess that so chandler's i guess ahead of his time in that respect also now he's not gonna pretend to be bob obviously he can't be because she knows him but she's gonna come and swoop in and be the the stranger right yeah i guess Anyway, yeah. but I obviously, I quasi- listen, it, it, it's not a great like you can't start a relationship that way because the relationship is built on a lie. And at some point it's gonna blow up in your face. But if all you're trying to do is have sex with the model under false pretenses, yeah. then not great. But I guess, uh, you know, whatever, uh, yeah. it's better than being a uh, horny and alone, as Chandler says. So, right. I once got quasi
1: catfished, mm. um, but like I was pretty aware of what was going on early in the process. So it was more just fun than being catfished for the most part.
0: Um, have you told me this before it sounds vaguely familiar
1: i probably have it's 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 one of my better stories i think i probably mentioned it um but yeah it was like i was uh i was i'd started dating somebody um that i had only gone about one or two dates with when i and then i got like a uh, message by someone on one of like these like I think it was on J date that like I barely even used, but like, whatever, like, you know, when I forgot messages, I checked them. Um, but it was like a very, very gorgeous girl who was like, at least in the messages, extremely interested in me, um, which was obviously a major, major red flag. To, from the outset, so I was I was highly skeptical of this uh, relationship from the outset, um and even more skeptical whenever you know we tried to like say okay let's like get a cup let's get a cup of coffee let's go for a drink whatever like there was always like a different excuse for why we couldn't meet up, um and well you know I don't need to get into the whole story but the long story is that it ended up being <laughs> the, the same person that I was had gone on like two dates with who I I've, I still to this they have no idea what they were trying to accomplish, um. But it was uh, it was very bizarre. So I don't I don't know what the long term plan was because obviously if we went if if we had ever met in person yes. I would be like yes. oh I'm already dating you
0: yeah yeah
1: and you don't look like your picture yes very odd I'm much I'm much less interested in you than in the person in the picture, um but yeah anyway um so yeah so over at Monica and Phoebe's Ross is on the phone with Julie. And um, you know, he he walks off, and, and this is at the point where you know our real episode begins because with Ross not in the room is when Chandler lets everybody know that everybody owes him $62 to chip in for Ross's birthday because we gotta get the gift and the concert and the cake. Uh, Phoebe's like, Oh, 62 Are you sure you didn't round up from like 20, maybe? Um, but like, you know, Chandler's like, listen, guys, you know, I know it's a lot, but it's Ross, like we gotta do it, it's Ross. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's Ross, it's Ross.
0: Um, I will point out, sixty-two dollars for Ross's birthday in nineteen ninety-five. That's that's one hundred and twenty-four dollars today. Oh, really? And yeah, and I I do think that's too much to spend on a friend's birthday when you're in your mid twenties, like on a random birthday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the concert is more than enough. Like, you don't need to also get a gift if you're all. Yeah,
0: yeah, the the concert
1: concert's the gift. Um, I like the cake like fine. The cake is probably twenty bucks, so like it doesn't really move the needle.
0: Now now that having been said, Rachel complaining about sixty-two dollars being like an insanely high amount. She's always going to Bloomingdales. Yeah. And, you know, I'm guessing she spends sixty-two dollars on occasion there.
1: Yeah. So maybe she needs to do a little uh, self-audit of where her money is really going. Yeah. I don't think it's all going to Ross. Yeah. To your point. Um Yeah. So as as soon as um, you know, they they walk away and we're left with just um Joey, Phoebe, and Rachel. Um, you know, and they start to complain just among the three of them that, like, you know, it kind of feels like they don't realize that we don't have as much money as them, and that, you know we're constantly being asked to lay out money for things we can't afford. Um, Joey suggests that, like, yeah, I'm gonna have to just like stay home and eat dust bunnies tonight to save up for Ross's birthday now. Um, so they're very frustrated with um you know, the the financial gap between these the two pairs here, not the two pairs, the two sets of three. Um, yeah, yeah, and this like you know this 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 conversation really taps into you know what I think what was at the time was kind of this very kind of groundbreaking TV um, topic, and you know I think certainly continues in, to be a you know a, a heavy dynamic in many friends groups. Um, I certainly know that it, w- it was definitely a factor at times in, in various relationships that I've been part of, where you know there's always you know different economic dynamics among different groups and um you know once once you get to certain age there's always the people that want to just be like oh we're, we're eight people we're going out to split the bill and some people always feel like well you know everyone should just pay what they eat and it's uh it
0: could definitely well, okay attention. so i, I, I wanted to ask good. you about this because yeah. the thing that annoyed me the very first time i saw this episode you know 20 something years ago and every time i saw it thereafter for nearly three decades is me and my friends never did this, especially when we were younger. Like, okay, now in our 40s, you go out with another couple, maybe just chop it equally. But like in high school and in college and definitely through my 20s and maybe even my early 30s, like we would never do this. Everyone would go through the bill and you would chip in based on what you ordered. Like, okay, I, you ordered 027 and you owe 14. Like, was, was that not standard when you were like you know younger, pre-married? Um, yeah, I, I think that was
1: the, the norm, and then I think we just yeah. eventually got to a place. I think probably not as late as forty for me it was probably earlier, where we just would just split the bill. But um, yeah, but also well, it was well, generally well, relatively even. Like if you would if 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 you had itemized, it would probably come out roughly the same. And it just like wasn't worth like the you know breach in social etiquette to you know to do that um
0: but i'm saying it wasn't even a breach of social like the breach of social etiquette would have been to divide it equally when one guy got a slice of pizza and another guy got a steak yeah yeah um Phoebe uh, definitely at, least, not again, be playing at the, same at, word at right the stage in life that they're at anyway yeah no i i, I agree um yeah. th- that
1: was definitely more the norm when i was 25 that like right everyone would go out and at the end everyone would have to figure out what you know what did you eat and how much and add the tip and add the tax yeah um yeah, then you do the fun thing where you would tell the waiter that you want to split it out of like 11 credit cards. They yeah. love that. Um, Of course, now it's super easy because everyone just has like Venmo or whatever, except for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, one person just uh, pays and you, you know, settle up later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so then uh, Monica comes home and she's really excited. She's got great news because she got a promotion at work. And in order to celebrate, she wants everyone to go out tonight
0: somewhere. Nice. Okay, now now this this is insane to me. The presumptuousness here of Monica saying to her friend group, I got a promotion, so you all need to go out and celebrate me. Like, okay, you got a promotion, so you should sponsor it is how it works. I just got a promotion. I'm making more money. I'm taking you guys out. That's the only appropriate way to send this invite. It's insane not only to expect everyone to pay, but then Ross proposes that Monica not pay. Like, it's not (laughs) her birthday party. It's a promotion party. It's celebrating her making more money. Yeah, completely. Same. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, she she should definitely pay. I don't think she needs to pay for the everyone. Um, but yeah, she definitely shouldn't be going for free. That's silly. Yeah. Um yeah. J- Joey wants to know how much he can get for his kidney to pay for this meal. Mm. So, you know, yeah. Joey recently uh was donating sperm. Now he's looking to up the ante to kidneys. Mm. Yeah. Um, although I don't think you're allowed to sell your kidney, right? I think it's illegal. Yes, yeah, yes. Well, we discussed this on curb. So why are you allowed to sell sperm and eggs, but uh not... Organs.
0: Well, sperm and eggs are first of all they're um, repeating assets, right? They're, right. They're, they're uh, Right. Regener- they're just, right
1: they're, you're disposing them anyway, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and and also I think right, it's not like people are waiting in line to not die to receive them. It's elective. The people who want them. So.
1: Well, there's still waiting. There are still people waiting in line for them. You know, people very much want
0: eggs if sure, they need them. Sure. But. Yes, but the consequence of, of, of paying for a kidney is someone else could die because you did it, right? Whereas the consequence for for paying for eggs is not that someone else could die. It's just maybe someone else won't be born. But, uh, you right. know, that's, that's not a crime to not be born.
1: Um, I suppose it's not a crime to not be born. I think yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, okay. So we head over to Central Park for the big date between Bob and Jade. And Ross is like trying to like talk Chandler out of it. He's like, you know, this is, you know, you, you might be interfering with, you know, the universe here. Maybe Bob and Jade are supposed to be together. Um, and Chandler's like, look, I don't know about Bob. I, I only care about me. I like me. And you know, for all we know, Bob is horrible. And what we do know is that I've tried conventional methods and they don't work. So we're we're gonna try this. Yeah. Um. Turns out that he will um, ultimately succeed in life by trying the most conventional method there is, start sleeping with the person across the street. Mm -hmm. So um, Chandler goes over to Jade and he's like, I have something to confess. So we think at first that he might be um, following to Ross, but instead he just uh, pivots back to the original plan. And what he confesses is that the guy who stood you up is a jerk and he's there with a tissue. They begin bonding and ross, ross is very upset ross doesn't like it. i don't know why ross is like so invested in this like who cares
0: yeah ross is too much of a busybody. he's yelling at phoebe but what she believes now he's yelling at chandler like yeah like yeah. ross not all of us are having sex with julie right now some of us are, have not had sex in a while so leave us alone
1: yeah exactly yeah um okay so we go to dinner and this is where things will really heat up in the friends yeah. group yeah um so Ross is trying to do this toast that Monica keeps uh, interrupting t- in order to add more accolades for herself. Um, this waiter is a real piece of work. He like comes over and like asks the, for the Are you guys ready to order? And they're like, Oh, we need a few minutes. And then he's like a total asshole. To right off the bat, he's an asshole.
0: In, <laughs> yeah, kind of I don't business, know what this guy's doing. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. must be one of those restaurants that doesn't take tips.
1: I guess. Yeah, he's like, Oh, I'll be standing over there, you know, on the edge of yeah. my seat. Like, no, this is a perfectly normal thing for people not yeah. to be immediately ready to order. And, to and like order.
0: the. You know the 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 sassy waiter is sort of a trope in sitcoms, but yeah, but this one is uh, completely undeserved.
1: Yeah. Um. So Chandler comes in and he's late. Um. Meanwhile, the the three poor folks are uh, complaining about how expensive the food is. Joey thinks maybe these are famous chickens that they were serving. I don't mm-hmm. know why those yeah. that would cost more. Um. Well, but um. You know he he Chandler fills in um ross on the fact that he had a wonderful night with jade mm. and ross is like oh i know that and i was wondering why jade left a message for you on my answering machine and chandler is like well i couldn't give her Bob my number because she thinks my number is bob's number so i have to give her your number
0: yeah um, which yeah that's
1: really that's uh, that tracks
0: right, which is one of the reasons don't lie to start a relationship it's gonna complicated
1: <laughs> yeah right already now you need to have her call you on ross's yeah. phone for the rest of your life
0: yeah
1: um I guess he could eventually change his number if he really needed to. Yeah. Um but then and then, but then she would have no way to call Bob anymore. So the waiter comes back to take the orders and Monica, Ross and Chandler are or ordering expensive stuff, prawns, fish, steak, whatever. And um Phoebe, Rachel and Joey, Joey gets like uh, you know, a mini pizza, Rachel gets a side salad and Phoebe gets just the uh, cucumber soup. Yes. And when the bill comes, Ross tries to split it up and it's 28 each. And then, as you said, when they uh, omit Monica from the bill, it it climbs by another six bucks. And this is where Phoebe's like, "Okay, no, I'm not paying thirty four dollars for cucumber soup. Um, That wasn't even good. And it's like, you know, the three of us barely ate anything. This doesn't make any sense. This isn't fair. And Ross is like, "Okay, fine. No problem. Like everyone should just pay for what they ate and phoebe's like oh you say no big deal i guess it's not a big deal for you and monica's like all right what is going on here um you know they start to realize there's something amiss and this is where joey's actually the one who uh who spills the tea he's like all right you know the three of us kind of feel like sometimes you guys aren't so sensitive to the fact that we don't make as much money as you and this is where everybody just gets really awkward yeah um, There's like a great shot of like the three um the, the money havers just kind of like recalling for the table and like the different facial expressions it's like so good <laughs> like none of them wants to have this conversation um and ross is like oh you know i just like never thought of money as being an issue um which rachel points out hmm. is probably because he has money
0: yeah very um, very dumb thing to say yeah
1: and um, Chandler's like, well, well, how come you guys have never mentioned this before? If this has been on your mind that Joey kind of explains, he's like, well, you know, there's just like, it's always something. There's never a good time. Like tonight we have Monica's promotion. Next week we have the whole Ross birthday hoopla.
0: Yeah.
1: And Ross like, uh, yeah, Ross is like, oh, uh, well,
0: it's a hoopla. Well, you don't need a hoopla, but, oh, but I didn't eat hoopla. It's interesting. Um, yeah. But again, and, like, and we discussed this earlier, like $62 for a and the blowfish ticket and a present and a cake is not a bad deal. Yeah, I mean, just a Hootie and the Blowfish ticket today would be yeah. over a hundred
1: dollars, like to go to.
0: Although we'll ha- we'll have to discuss exactly where they went to. Where, where yeah, it
1: doesn't ma- it doesn't make a lot of sense given how big yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish was at this time.
0: No, uh, they were they were playing in tiny little rooms like that. Joey also had performances in, basically.
1: Yeah, well, should, yeah, we should see where Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, what was it, nineteen ninety five?
0: No, this is their peak.
1: Yeah, they, they're probably playing Madison Square Garden, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Let's see set list of them. Uh, blocked it. How that works? blocked
0: from what what are you trying to find out
1: <laughs> i'm lo- trying to look at like their uh concert date history but all these websites are blocked for me all right tour date search oh, here we go yeah i mean they're they're yeah they're, they're playing like this like little ballroom here that uh doesn't make sense anyway um so yeah, so, you know, he's just like, you know, the important thing is that we just, like, all be together, like, it doesn't matter about the concert, like, we don't need to go, like, it's fine, like, I just want to be with you guys on my birthday. Um, and that, uh, that seems to, um, at least for the moment, uh, make everyone feel a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but then everything gets a lot worse, because over at Monica and Rachel's place, they, um, Ron, Ross Chandler and Monica bring out this, uh, you know, they have, like, a gift bag that they want to present to the other three. Mm. um and they are uh, included in it are two things um dinner for six
0: mm-hmm. in what form does the dinner for six come out mm. five steaks and an eggplant for phoebe
1: oh interesting Um, uh, but apparently monica got this as a gift from the new meat supplier at work um which will come back to. Hunter yes
0: for. yes
1: and also including the gift bag or
0: free tickets to
1: the Hootie and the Blowfish concert that the three rich people have paid for the three poor people to go. And they kind of expect a very warm, positive reaction to this gift, and it's not what they get. Um, Joey tells Ross that, you know, this kind of feels like charity. Um, Rachel is like, this makes us feel like really small. Um, and now it becomes an argument, because now they're still like, okay, well, we can't win, because when we wanted you to pay, that was no good. Now that we're paying for the tickets, it's also no good um and they, it kind of just really blows up in this scene and they you know they make they make a uh, determination that rachel phoebe and Joey are just like yeah we're not interested in going on, on, on with the concert with you guys like you you can go on your own um and phoebe's like the good news is that now you'll have extra seats for all your tiaras and stuff
0: yes did you cheaper. notice by the way a very chandler-esque um ross he says could you be less enthused yes
1: yes 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 um and then it's great because like monica like storms out and then she she comes back she's like well the concert's not for six hours so we'll go then yeah Um, that was a good moment um okay so ross comes over to chandler's to pick him up for the concert and chandler is bragging about the fact that he just had sex with jade only a few hours Mm. ago things Mm. are very exciting for chandler Um, And he thinks it went really great. She was uh, she had to bite her lip to prevent from screaming. He uh, he really brought the pleasure to her. Mm -hmm. So he thinks. Um, He then, um, you know, the phone starts ringing and he's ignoring it at first, you know, still screening the calls until he realizes that it's Jade calling for Bob again. And he uh, he picks it up so that way he can, you know, use it as an opportunity to spy on her and ask questions about himself as Bob. And uh, he's very disappointed to learn that the sex didn't go quite as good for her as it did for him, which makes sense because, like, she's a supermodel. So she's probably accustomed to having very high quality sex. And he's Chandler Bing, who's not in the business of giving high quality sex. So it turns out the sex was kind of mediocre. Nothing like what Bob was able to do. And now she misses Bob even more. Huh. Um, and, yeah, indeed, uh, to make matters worse, the whole thing was over pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Candler did not really... Uh, Candler apparently doesn't even has no concept of how bad he is in that. Yeah. Because he
0: thinks his like all-time great performance still sucks. Well, I think having sex with a with supermodel is all-time great for him. Right, but he thinks he yeah. did great. Well, she's maybe she's not just a model, maybe she's also an actress. Right, that could be. That could be.
1: Um, so, yeah. So, we head to Hootie. Um... And Ross is, you know, he's like, you know, this is nice, but it's really not the same without them. And you know, as the concert's about to begin, like they're all like, oh, you know what, like we should just go. Like this isn't going to be fun. We're not going to enjoy ourselves. But then the lights go down, the music starts, and they're like, well, you know, we're here. We paid for the tickets. We paid for their uh-huh. tickets. We yeah. may as well stay for a song. Yeah. Um, which of course then turns into they stay for the whole concert, which of course is what they should do. There's no reason they should the concert at this point. It's
0: ridiculous. Yeah. Now, can we talk about how big of dorks these guys are? To be wearing like the way the way that they're dressed at a concert, especially at this age, like wearing a sports jacket to a rock concert at any age is weird, but let alone when you're 26. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, they're they're a bit overdressed. I, I yeah. That.
0: I, I also think it's weird that their 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 three friends don't come to the concert. They don't try and sell those three tickets. They just save them for their tiaras or whatever. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah. That um, doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like in, uh, in this time period. So yeah, they did, they played at Madison square garden. They also played at Jones beach, which is a little bit smaller than Madison square garden. Um, yeah. but yeah, they, they, they probably were not playing too often in the type of venue that we see depicted here at this stage. Mm-hmm. Let's see. 96, let's see if 95, um, no, well, they played the Pie Knob Music Theater. You know, they they did play some theaters, so I guess it's possible. Uh, but they're also playing big stuff, so I don't know. You know, sometimes uh, even big bands will play a small venue for like a you know special show or whatever. I once saw County Crows and um, like uh, there was like two hundred people there, and this was like in two thousand six. So they were you know big enough to play real arenas, but they you know they did you know they did a small show, so it happens. Um okay. My biggest problem though with this episode has to do with this fellow Stevie Fisher. Yes. So what we are told is that yes. Monica was Stevie Fisher's babysitter when he was Correct. a child.
0: Correct.
1: And what we are now told, we and we believe that Monica is you know in the 25 to 27 range, right? Is that what she's 26? We, we
0: know she's 26.
1: She's 26, right. From the yes. where she says okay. So we're expected yes. to believe that Stevie Fisher, who clearly is much younger than her, right? Because he was He was was eight years
0: old when when she babysat for him.
1: Right. And so presumably she was at least 14 at the time. Right. Well,
0: she fooled around with he asks if she fooled around with his dad. And Rachel confirms that she did fool around with his dad, which means at a she should be 18. Right. Yeah. But no, she probably wasn't. But bare minimum 16. Okay, let's say she's 16. Okay, so yeah,
1: so so he so he's eight years younger than Monica.
0: Correct. So she's an eighteen-year-old. Uh, he's an eighteen-year-old lawyer right now. He, he's, he's an eighteen-year-old lawyer housewife. who's who's not, not only is he a lawyer, he's like
1: he's established enough as a lawyer that he's like he's the connect to the band, like yes. the client. Correct. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's all things crazy. Um. So yeah, the episode is no good because of this, in my
0: opinion. Yeah. Um. It, it's impossible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. The, you know the concert ends. We head back to Central Park, and um, Rachel's wants to know how the, the night went. And yeah, like it's you know it kind of sucked. We didn't really have such a good time. Um, we did run into Stevie Fisher, um, and yeah, you know they were um, you know Joey's like saying yeah you know we we realized that like we were kind of being stupid. We let the whole money thing come in between us. We shouldn't have done that. And then they noticed that Monica has a hickey on her neck, and they start asking her questions, and that's when it comes out, okay, we actually had a little bit more fun than we let on, and we actually got the opportunity to go to the after party with the band, and the hickey was provided by a blowfish.
0: Yeah, now, speaking about 16-year-olds again, who gets a hickey past the age of
1: 16? <laughs> Fair, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but um, it, it's insane to me that Phoebe and Rachel are so mad at Ross, Monica, and Chandler in the scene. They were the ones who chose not to go. They yeah. were the ones It's not their fault that they then met with with the blowfish and got hickeys from them.
1: Yeah, they would have gotten hickeys if they had just come for the free for, tickets. Uh, Rachel,
0: want. for sure, because she was down to you know with with dads and anybody else. so yeah. yeah,, yeah, all they had to do was
1: accept free tickets from their wonderful
0: friends, yes, exactly.
1: Um, So now, yeah, the whole uh, reconciliation is out the window now. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, Phoebe, and Rachel are outraged. Phoebe's like, I can't believe we stayed up all night trying to guess Joey's fingers while you were out partying with the band. And Ross is like, well, exactly what we said. You should blame, you have only yourself to blame. You were offered this opportunity. And Rachel's like, well, we prefer to not have the opportunity as part of like some, you know, outreach program to your poor friends. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Chandler's like, Listen, we are not going to feel guilty just because we make a little bit more money and that because we occasionally like to dabble in, you know, a little bit more expensive activities. That's all right.
0: Yeah. Now, and the way they say this is not great. But yeah,
1: yeah. Jacket was like, oh, like you feel like you're holding us back. And was yeah. like, yes, no. You uh, see he quickly realizes yes was not the good answer. Yeah. Um, but um, things take a turn, I guess, you know, for Monica for the worse, but for like the friend's spirit for the better um, when she gets this call. That it turns out is her being in trouble because the gift that was given to her by the meat vendor is being viewed by her boss as an illegal kickback. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess she's now, right, because among her accolades, right, she mentions that she's now the head of purchasing. Yeah. So I guess I don't really know what all the, the rules and ethics are around, um, you know, the meat industry and, in the, you know, the hospitality industry. But I would imagine that this is a very common thing to give gifts and stuff in order to get people to get your business. But uh, I, I
0: have to be honest. I have read articles and listened to podcasts about payola. You know, what payola is right. Uh, remind me. The payola was the big scam in, in um, pop radio. In like, you know, the, the the middle of the last century where uh, basically uh, DJs and radio stations would be paid illegally to play songs. Okay. And, and I I mean, I, li- I literally, on American Scandal, which is a podcast, like I literally listened to a whole series about this. And it's still not exactly entirely clear to me why this was a scam. Like... Um, you know, you pay us money and we play your songs. It seems like, a, uh, you know, but, but anyway, so yeah, it's, it's not. The cli- FCC treats payola as a violation of the sponsorship identification. Yes. Oh, it's a huge scandal. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not exactly sure why it is. Well, when I, when I'm listening to a pop song on the radio, I don't think, oh, this just came up organically as objectively the best song to listen to. And nobody had their thumbs on the scale in any way. There were no connection. I mean, like, so yeah, so I'm not, yeah. So, uh, being handed some meat by a meat supplier doesn't i'm not exactly clear why now the fact she's taking it home and using it without benefiting the restaurant okay that could be a, a, an issue right but, so um, i think with, i mean i don't know a lot about this radio the thing with the radio thing
1: i know it's it's probably just because it's like public airwaves so like
0: yes yes so that, no, that yes it, that is it yes but so that's yeah. a fact
1: but like you yeah but like Giving a gift to get someone's business is like that's how the world works. Like you know, I, I send gifts to clients. We the vendors that we use send gifts to us. Like this is very I mean, normal well.
0: Within, and within the law, there's ethics rules about gifts and stuff like that also. And just, but yes, but uh, but
1: really only if you're like a government official or you're like for doctors, there's special rules. Like there's no rule that governs what gift I can give to a client to other than like my firm might have a policy or my firm might not pay to a that client. Them. To a client, to event, to any Yes, but that's as a lawyer,
0: there's restrictions on what you can receive and from who and for what is purpose. There? Yeah, in terms of referrals and stuff like that.
1: Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I mean, no one t- gave me anything. You got took- excited. Yeah. yeah, you took an ethics exam before the bar exam. You forgot. I definitely
1: did, but yeah, I yeah. mean, people like take people out and stuff, and like, I yeah, that's yeah. completely normal.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone just to do whatever they want. This is
1: stupid. Mm. Um, so. The the uh, the takeaway is uh, Monica is fired, so now we now we have a four two dynamic. So yes. we'll see how that changes things. Yeah, changes the vote. Yeah. Um. The the, the end is with um, Joey offers to pay for Monica's bill, but then he can't afford it, so he asks Taylor to cover it. Good stuff. Yeah. Um. So we uh, we have our post credit scene, which is Joey at home when Jade calls, begging for Bob. And uh, Joey obviously is very excited by the message, and he he runs to try to answer the phone, but uh, he trips and falls, and uh, that's our show. That's our Friends
0: Run. Now, the post credited scene really also doesn't make any sense, because Joey's reaction, like, how is he not aware of what Chandler was up to? Chandler would have had to tell him, don't answer the phone. Otherwise, if she ever called and Joey answered, then you're way off. You're way off. This is Chandler's place. Yes. So so, so none of that really makes too much sense to me. But whatever. We're playing for laughs. That's fine. I'll accept it. Oh, yeah. He's my (sighs) he's my best friend. Uh, Who is your best friend here? I
1: think I say my best friend is Bob because he's Hmm. obviously awesome at sex. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he's what he's the impetus that makes this whole uh, funny plot line happen to begin with. So Bob's the best friend.
0: I, I cannot disagree with you. All we know about him is that he's such an incredible lover that three years later, a model is throwing herself at him again and again, even when he stands her up. So yeah, the, the Bob clearly has something very special going on. On the on the other hand You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Who is the asshole?
1: Um it's a good question. I didn't have a clear asshole. I mean, I, I kind of think the three the three poor people are, are the assholes collectively. Mm. showing um, your bias. Yeah.
0: Classic yeah, I mean, rich guy move.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, poor people are assholes. If they weren't assholes, why would they
0: be poor? <laughs> of course, yes, yeah, income is uh, and wealth is completely tied why, to merit.
1: Why would God make them poor if uh, they
0: wealth? Yep, that's of course.
1: Um, so does any of the three of them stand out? I guess I'll say Monica is the asshole because...
0: Uh, she wants everyone else to throw her a party. She, she
1: yeah, she wants everyone to party. She, uh, she, steals, yeah. the, uh, she steals the meat. Um, yeah, let's give it to Monica. Why not?
0: I'm gonna go in a slightly different direction. I, I'm gonna say that it, it's not Monica who's the fucking asshole. It's Monica's corporate policy. Ooh. Uh, first of all, capitalism. Fi- capitalism. Yes, firing her for one five-stake-sized mistake seems like an extreme yeah, reaction. Agreed. Yeah. Also, fire her over the phone instead of in person. So yeah, th- but but yes, my backup fucking asshole is the three friends who know Show Ross's birthday. Like that's a dick move. Like even if yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree with you about that. But yes, but but M- M- Monica's employer. They seem to be pretty bad. So uh they, they are my fucking asshole. And now the eponymous five steaks and an eggplant on the five steaks and an eggplant episode. Uh why it's dinner for six. Five steaks and an eggplant for Phoebe. This is what you've all been waiting for, or maybe not. I don't know. Um yeah. so I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give one steak each to
1: Chandler, Joey, Ross, Rachel, and Monica,
0: and an eggplant to Phoebe. I would want to talk. Okay. Um, okay. So I, I'm going to say Phoebe, Joey and Rachel chose to stay home, chose to not do anything. And so guess what? They don't get anything. Okay. Yeah. They get nothing from me. Ross. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Ross. I'll give you a steak for that. Um, unfortunately your girlfriend is out of town for your birthday. Uh, three of your friends don't show up. So not the greatest birthday, but you know, at least you can have a steak. So, um, Chandler, on the other hand, he gets to have sex. So I'm going to give him a steak for that. Um, he has sex with a model who literally began her career in Playboy. Uh, I looked up the uh, the actress, uh, you know, as you know, uh, and so uh, that's a second stake for Chandler for that. Um, even though his new cool way of doing it hasn't really caught on, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna still give her two stakes. So that's um, so one stake for Ross, two stakes for Chandler, and then we get to Monica. She got a raise, uh, so that's good. So she gets a stake for that. But then she got fired, which sucks. So she gets an eggplant for that. But then she got hooked up with a blowfish, and that's pretty good. So she gets another steak. So she ends up with two steaks and one eggplant. So uh, a net of plus one for Monica. You uh, know, real roller coaster episode for her.
1: All right, cool.
0: All right, is it time for the postman? Again? Time for the postman. Uh, postman,
1: postman! Uh, uh, postman, come here! here Tell the okay. neighborhood. Right. I guess there was some screw up at the damn post office. <laughs> <laughs> To
0: tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the U.S. post office? No, more like U.S. lost office. <laughs> <laughs> what are they, Irish? Ashana! Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew!
1: Jim Crumley says, The episode, despite the famous being famous around these parts for its title, feels mm. like a backslide. Mm. The B plot with Bob and Jade was weak. The C plot about Monica's job is hardly a plot. The A plot about the money differential be- between the gang makes no sense. How is this coming up for the first time? They've all been roommates with at least one other person in the group. They would have had to have discussed money, at least in terms of rent and groceries and furniture before. Money is a good theme for the show to explore, but the writing was not set up to snuff. Also, the Hootie concert was so badly shot. The behavior of the extras doesn't work, and the corner of the theater that they showed does not look right for Hootie in 1997. Two and a half moose. Fucking asshole is Bob. How could he stand up poor Jade? Because he didn't know. Um, Come with is Jade, she takes pity on the awkward guy at the coffee shop. The eggplant goes to Chandler for lying to Jade Underperforms in the sack and is the worst about the money inequities for the stakes one to Ross for going to a hoodie show on his damn birthday. Monica one for the hickey from the, from the suck fish, the promotion and the firing cancel out and Joey, Phoebe and Rachel each get one for sticking to their guns and skipping the concert. Okay. Zach Brooks says fact check. There were no legs on the golden eye poster. Oh, no. this is, since this is the last episode before the break, how would this work as a series finale? Good question. What do you think? there?
0: Uh, I mean, is he, uh, is predicting something? Uh, it's it, it you know, uh, I, w- I was just listening to a podcast. Maybe it was NGOG with, with key finale. I forget where they were talking about shows that do season, like series finales that aren't really planned as series finales that aren't like sort of big, uh, hub, right. uh you know? Yeah. So, so this, uh, you know, it, it would be a very weird way to end obviously, um, the last scene of our show being Joey, uh, uh, hearing the, the voicemail from, uh, the vo- uh from Jade. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think about this being a series finale? How would it work? Not a make? very, not a very good series finale. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, I guess it has a little bit of like a very special feeling to it, right? Cause like they talk about serious stuff, but yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, it, it wouldn't be a very good series.
0: No, if they knew that the best podcast about their TV show was based all around five, six and Duck Plant, then of course, in that respect, it would be a great series finale. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. And of, of course, course when you came up with your Fakakta Five, Six, and an Egg plan months ago, <laughs> it was because you knew. I knew this that was the very final at. episode we were doing in 2023 would be Five, Six, and an Egg plan. So great timing by you and me. Of course I do. Of course. Yes. Um, all, all plan. Yeah. So Zach gives out his stakes as
1: such. He says one steak to Joey for putting mustard on his pretzel, one steak to the snarky waiter who was on the edge of his seat, one steak to the five stakes clip that I've heard so many times in the pod. It hit differently on 1X um another stake goes to bob for his ability at sex and stake number five goes to the blowfish for his hickey ability and the eggplant to ross for ordering the same thing as someone else at the table um yeah they both get the prawns uh bonus eggplant to the poor trio for not clarifying how the bill was getting split ahead of time and if it was split evenly they should have ordered more out of value three and a half booze and finally we turn it over to olin allen who says not an all time classic for me, but a nicely balanced episode it had a nice bit of creating conflict between the two sides of the friends with good dramatic effect with some nicely placed lines for some light laughter balanced out well with the more conventional sitcom situation of the miss style hookup date. I think it must've been a season two soundtrack of friends. I got as one of my first albums hoodie and the blowfish were definitely on It only, I've only ever heard of them through friends. Oh, wow. Stakes,
0: That's shocking to me. Only want to be with you. I only want to be with you. Um,
1: one stake for each of Phoebe, Rachel, and Joey for rightly standing up to their ignorant, richer buddies. Two for Chandler for mastering the situation to get some action for himself. And the eggplant goes to Monica for breaking company policy and being too high on her promotion. The come-with guy can still have a hot girl pony for him after seemingly standing up for her. Standing her up, Bob must have something going on for him. And the fucking asshole, a rare clash of stakes and the fucking asshole with Chandler getting it for manipulating and deceiving poor Jade, and he gives the episode three and a half moves. Okay. This is all a moo point. Huh. A moo point?
0: Yeah, it's moo. Uh, what about you, Al? How many moves are you giving this episode?
1: Let's see. I think I'm going to say this episode was a 3.1 Moo episode Um, I definitely expected it to be better than it was Given that like I I do really think it's like a very Iconic episode very memorable um, For its subject matter but I kind of agree with the the consensus From from the listeners that um, It doesn't quite Work as well as it it, I had it In my head Um, honestly I kind Of think the Jade Bob stuff is better than the The money stuff yeah Uh, But uh, yeah it's kind of like a a Middle-of-the-road episode
0: Yeah, um, I I kind of agree with you. I I understand why this is an important episode. Um, I mean, for Pretty Good Friends in particular, obviously, because we do five, six, and I plan every episode. And it's an iconic moment in terms of the relatable storyline about the group of friends with the different income levels, but as you said, I was expecting sort of more than I got. The, the premise of splitting everything evenly at the restaurant, as I said, has always bothered me. Um, but from a macro sense, there's no development in our major storylines, like nothing from Ross and Rachel. Julia, obviously not even in the episode. The Jade storyline is entertaining, but I had no recollection of it uh, you know, going into the episode. So I think of this episode as being more like important than good. Um, and so in that sense, it's kind of similar to the pilot, maybe a good tie-in to uh, being a, a finale of sorts, as Zach said. And so I'm going to give this episode 2.4 moves because that's exactly what I gave the premiere episode, and so the pilot. And so 2.4 moves for me, which makes it my 20th ranked episode overall.
1: Okay. Um. So that, where does that leave us? We have an audience score of 3.17. I have a score of 3.1, so very close to the audience. You said 2.4.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that comes out to a total... Grade of 2.89 So, you know, right in the meaty part of the curve Um, Your 21st episode My 18th, audience's 14th And overall, number 19 Okay Or, you know, a little bit below average But uh, nothing to be ashamed of Yeah Don't you hate to be continued on TV?
0: I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV
1: show Is because it ends If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it I have my life
0: (laughs) Next week, as we said at the top, as we've said a couple times, it's a new year, a new old podcast, switching formats from pretty good friends to pretty, pretty, pretty good. Next week, I believe uh, we can tell people we're going to be focusing on all of the various come with guys and gals and people and things with other identities um, that have been awarded uh, at the end of each of the 111 uh, episodes of our podcast that was focused on an episode of Curb Enthusiasm. So we have had 111 come with uh, awards for the previous 111 episodes. And we'll be diving into that in a, in a way next week. And excited to do so with you, Av. Happy New Year in advance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think what we, what we said we're gonna do is we're kind of
1: gonna we're gonna go through like the most frequent come with guys, right? And we're gonna highlight some of our favorite moments for them. So yeah, you know, we got
0: we got the big fifteen, the, the fifteen um, most uh, awarded. Come with guys and gals, and we're gonna be rank. We're each gonna rank those fifteen, and yeah, talk about some of our favorite moments with all of them.
1: Yeah, so you know, if you're a listener, and you want to like you know send in your favorite characters, their favorite moments, favorite clips. Um, you know, feel free to do that in the post. Send it in, uh, in, Jerome. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be glad to to share those as well. Okay. Talk to you later. On. So so right. Bye. Bye. I do like juice.